All right, folks. I just came across an article on CNN, and it made me feel like I should be more concerned about my grandchildren's right to gender equality because apparently we're not going to see any real progress for another century. According to the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, we're looking at a projected date of somewhere between 2108 and 2154 before we achieve true gender equity. I mean, what's the deal here? Are we just spinning our wheels? It's astonishing to see that other countries like Finland have implemented family leave plans that give both parents significant amounts of paid leave. Meanwhile, we're chugging along here in the U.S., without any dedicated national paid family leave policy. Ridiculous, right? And not only are women still earning less on average than men, but they're also facing a wealth knowledge gap. Who's going to teach them about financial literacy if they don't have the same access to resources and investment advisors as men? We can't just leave this up to businesses. We need a more comprehensive solution. I don't know about you, but the idea of waiting till 2154 for gender equality grinds my gears. We owe it to our daughters, sisters, and future generations to make equality happen sooner than later. Let's get our acts together and demand changes. Whether it's better financial education, more comprehensive paid family leave policies, or other measures to address the gaping inequalities that still persist today. But enough ranting from me. It's time for your questions. Remember that you can submit and vote on questions at brainwavespod.com. Let's jump in and see what you lovely people need some no-nonsense smart advice on today. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey, brainwaves, it's Sarah from Chicago. Love your podcast. And I've got a question I'm hoping you can help me with. So my partner, Mike, has recently been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug, and he's decided to start his own business. It's a pretty cool idea. I won't get into all the nitty-gritty details, but let's just say it involves harnessing recycled materials in some creative ways. Anyway, I'm super excited for him, but I've also got some butterflies in my stomach about the whole thing. Maybe even a whole swarm of butterflies. You know, the typical doubts and concerns. What if the business doesn't succeed? What if we struggle financially because of it and so on? I want to be totally supportive, but I also can't help feeling a little torn between supporting his dreams and wanting stability for our life together. Mike's a smart guy and all, but even he admits that he doesn't have all the answers, and there's always that element of risk and uncertainty. I know how important this venture is for him, and I don't want to be the wet blanket, but it's tough knowing that we might be facing loads of obstacles and possibly some huge sacrifices. So my question for you, my wise and witty advice guru, is this. How can I strike the right balance between being a supportive partner and still managing my own feelings of anxiety and concern? I want us to be a team in this, but how can I honestly voice my concerns without crushing his dreams? Thanks, brainwaves, you rock. 
Hey, Sarah from Chicago. First off, thanks for the kind words and for tuning into the show. Let's dive into your question, shall we? Starting a new business can be a roller coaster of emotions, and it sounds like your partner, Mike, has strapped you in for the ride. Your concerns about financial stability and potential sacrifices are completely valid. But hey, let's not start panicking before the first loop the loop, all right? What you're experiencing is a natural reaction to change and uncertainty. The key to navigating these emotions is to balance your support for your partner's dreams with open lines of communication. So here's what I suggest. First, take a deep breath and remember, you're a team. Tackling this journey together is going to require honesty, patience, and trust. As the supportive half of this dynamic duo, it's on you to create a safe space for open dialogue about Mike's decision-making process and the potential risks involved in starting a business. You can absolutely voice your concerns without stomping on his dreams. Just remember to wrap your worries in a layer of empathy and acknowledgement of his passion. Second, educate yourselves. One of the best ways to minimize anxiety is to reduce the unknowns. Devote some time to understanding the industry, the competition, and the practical side of running a business. There's a wealth of resources out there, like podcasts, trying not to toot my own horn here, books, and articles. Learn together, grow together. Knowledge is power, and it'll help you both make informed decisions and prepare for the challenges ahead. Third, establish boundaries. Chances are, this entrepreneurial adventure is going to consume a lot of Mike's time, energy, and focus. But guess what? It doesn't have to swallow your relationship whole. Set aside regular times when you're not talking about the business and make sure to keep nurturing your relationship outside of the entrepreneurial bubble. Trust me, your love life doesn't need to be recycled along with Mike's materials. And finally, be flexible. The road to success is paved with potholes, so you're both going to have to learn how to navigate them with grace and resilience. Be prepared for adjustments along the way, and remember that there's no such thing as perfect stability. But that doesn't mean you can't roll with the punches and adapt to whatever curves life throws your way. So, Sarah, strap in, put your hands in the air, and try to enjoy the roller coaster. Your love and support will be invaluable to Mike. And as long as you're willing to communicate honestly and openly, I have faith you'll find the right balance in supporting his dreams and maintaining solid ground in your relationship. Rock on, girl, and keep tuning in. Hey, Brainwaves. I'm Sarah from Chicago. So I've got this issue I'd love some advice on. My best friend, let's call her Maria, she's recently been diagnosed with an invisible chronic illness. I've been trying my best to be there for her, but it's tough because outsiders can't really see what she's going through. Between her symptoms and the effects on her mental health, it's really taking a toll on our relationship. I want to be as supportive as possible, you know, and not make her feel like a burden or anything. But sometimes it's hard for me to truly understand the extent of her struggles, and I'm worried I might inadvertently say or do something that'll make her feel worse. So what advice can you give me on how to really be there for her without smothering her or making things worse? You know, like, how can I help her navigate this journey while still maintaining a healthy friendship? Thanks so much. I love your show. Hey there, Sarah from Chicago. That's a tough situation you're in, and I commend you for wanting to be as supportive as possible for your best friend, Maria. 
Invisible chronic illnesses can truly be challenging, not just for the person going through them, but also for their loved ones who want to help but might not know how. First off, let me say that it's great you recognize the importance of acknowledging and validating Maria's experiences. It might not always be apparent how she's suffering, but your willingness to believe her is a solid foundation for being supportive. Remember, empathy is key. Now, when it comes to keeping that balance between offering help and not smothering Maria, the first rule of thumb is to ask her what she needs. This means respecting her autonomy and understanding that she knows her situation better than anyone else. She might require practical assistance at times, like a ride to the doctor or help with household chores. Other times, she might just need a listening ear. For those moments when you're not sure if she wants to talk about her chronic illness or not, let her take the lead. Sometimes, she might want to vent, while other times, she might prefer a mental break from it all. Be flexible and let her know that you're there for her, regardless of what she needs. And speaking of being there for Maria, don't forget to take care of yourself too. Supporting a loved one with a chronic illness can be emotionally taxing, and it's essential to practice self-care. Make time for your own needs, and don't hesitate to seek out a support system of your own. On your worries about inadvertently saying something that might hurt Maria, the best advice I can give you is to educate yourself on her illness. This doesn't mean becoming a medical expert, but having a basic understanding will go a long way. You'll be better equipped to have informed conversations and more aware of potential triggers. And if you do happen to slip up, hey, we're all human after all. Apologize sincerely, listen to her perspective, and keep learning. Everyone makes mistakes, but it's how we react to them and grow from the experience that truly counts. Ultimately, Sarah, being there for Maria means being flexible, empathetic, and communicative. You'll navigate this journey together by respecting her autonomy, offering help but also knowing when to step back, and maintaining open lines of communication. It might feel like uncharted territory, but I have faith in you both. You're a thoughtful friend, and Maria is lucky to have you by her side, wishing you both the best as you navigate these challenging times. And thanks for listening to the show. Hi, Brainwaves. This is Tanya from Birmingham. Um, so I've been really struggling lately with trying to live authentically, like just being me, you know, in a pretty darn conservative and sometimes honestly really intolerant environment. Here's the deal. I recently embraced the whole fluidity thing with my appearance, lifestyle, and relationships. I finally feel like I found my groove, if that makes any sense. But man, it hasn't been easy in my hometown. The people here are pretty judgmental, and my own family is super traditional. I love them, but they have a hard time understanding and accepting me as I am now. Sometimes I find myself watering down my true self just to avoid conflict, which plain sucks. I feel trapped, and it's exhausting to pretend all the time. So my question is... How do I navigate living authentically in an environment that doesn't really accept or celebrate who I am? Would appreciate any advice, wisdom, or, you know, a magical fix-it-all potion you might have. Thanks a lot. Hey, Tanya. First of all, I want to give you a standing ovation for embracing your true self and going on this journey towards authenticity. Trust me, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. But navigating this path in a conservative environment certainly adds layers of challenge and complexity to the situation, so let's break it down for you. First, remind yourself that living authentically isn't a one-and-done deal. 
it's an ongoing journey that evolves over time. So, while I can't promise you that magical fix-it-all potion, boy, wouldn't that be something, I can tell you that it gets easier with practice and patience. Now, for dealing with your family, here's some brainwaves realness. Your folks might not be fully on board right away, but that's not something you can control. What you can control is being open, honest, and patient with them. Have those tough conversations about your lifestyle choices, your appearance, your relationships, and emphasize that you're still the same loving family member, just being truer to yourself now. It's possible that these discussions may lead to a slow but meaningful shift in their understanding and acceptance of your truth. As for your community, girl, you're swimming in some rough waters. But just remember, you don't have to dive headfirst into the deep end day one. Take small steps to live authentically in public. Start by looking for safe spaces, attending events, or joining online groups where like-minded individuals come together to support and celebrate one another. These people are out there, even in the most conservative of places. In social situations, decide on a case-by-case -case basis what feels comfortable and safe for you. Sometimes revealing your true self might lead to enlightening conversations, but other times, you'll need to focus on self-preservation, so it's totally okay to be strategic there. Channel your inner chameleon, not to hide but to protect yourself when necessary. And finally, remember to cultivate your sense of resilience and self-compassion. It's hard when you feel like you're walking on eggshells 24-7. Make plenty of time for self-love and self-care to replenish your emotional reserves. And consider leaning on friends, online communities, or even a therapist to share your experiences and get that support from those who truly accept you. Tanya, just hang in there, sister. Keep shining that authentic light throughout Birmingham, planting the seeds of change one person at a time. And like the fabulous queer activist Marsha P. Johnson said, no pride for some of us without liberation for all of us. Stick with that mindset and build your tribe and know you've always got a friend in me here at Straight Talk. Well, folks, that marks the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and soaking up all the candid, no-nonsense advice I could muster. Remember, this show is nothing without your questions, so head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your own conundrums and vote on the ones you'd like to hear tackled in future episodes. Our little advice hub thrives on your curiosity and participation. I'll be back again tomorrow, ready to dive into more of your personal dilemmas and pressing inquiries. Until then, keep embracing open-mindedness, fostering exploration, and promoting acceptance in your own lives. This is Brainwaves signing off. See you on the flip side, my advice-seeking comrades. 